Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Future Blue Podcast as a part of the Block M Podcast Network, powered by the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Vaughn Lozon, and uh, joining me is a uh, new co-host. In case you uh, uh, are not familiar with him, did not tune in to last week, we've got uh, a brand new uh, ride or die here with me on the podcast. His name is Tyler Seeley, and uh, bringing him in right now, we're going to talk about a boatload of Michigan football recruiting. Uh, but before we get into it, Tyler, how has uh, the past week been for you? Uh, hopefully as good as it has mainly been for Michigan football recruiting with these uh, few commits that we'll talk about. But otherwise, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. Um, the, the weather's starting to cooperate here. As, as I alluded to before, I'm in Massachusetts. The allergies have kicked down a little bit, so I feel a lot better. And uh, had a long weekend last weekend, have another long weekend this weekend. So it's kind of the dog days of summer, but we're getting through it. And uh, as you alluded to, Michigan is uh, killing it on the recruiting trail, and it looks like they could be start starting to kill it even more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's certainly – some targets left on the board that will be coming in on official visits this weekend. We'll talk about a couple of those uh, in the back half of the podcast here. But yeah, the last week has just been uh, very, very busy for the Michigan Wolverines. It all started this past Friday with the first of three commitments that we will talk about that happened over the past week. And the first one, like I said, happened on Friday, came from four-star wide receiver Iamarian Stewart. Uh, he is from Chicago, Illinois, plays high school ball at Kenwood Academy. 
has been a top target for Ron Bellamy and the Wolverines for quite some time now. He's listed at 6'1", 180 pounds on the 24-7 sports composite. He's ranked 317 overall, 49 at the wide receiver position, and number seven within the state of Illinois. So really big pickup here. Um, this really just continues from the week prior when Michigan picked up uh, Owen Wafel four-star defensive lineman, and then three-star defensive athlete, Jaden Smith, just a continuation of that. So a uh, really big pickup here at the wide receiver position. He had other really good offers from uh, schools like Penn State and Tennessee, Washington, Wisconsin, in-state Illinois was a threat there for a minute. Also had Ole Miss, Miami, plenty more where that came from as well. He is the second wide receiver to commit to Michigan's class. He joins a three-star legacy wide receiver Channing Goodwin, and uh, there are a few fish out there left uh, as far as targets go at the wide receiver position. But uh, Tyler, just when it comes to Imerian Stewart, this one really a long time coming. This one was really um, one of those when, not if situations, really seemed like he was all blue from uh, the get-go. He visited uh, last summer for the barbecue. He visited a couple times for some games this past fall. Uh, and then most recently, uh, this past weekend, uh, for his official visit or two weekends ago, I should say now, uh, time is flying, man. Uh, good gracious. But two weekends ago came for his official visit, uh, and then decided to lock it in, uh, not long after that. So really big pickup, Tyler, uh, I'll pass the torch to you, uh, to just, uh, discuss your general thoughts on, uh, uh this recruitment, uh, this, this player and everything that, uh, has to do with I Marion Stewart committing. Yeah, it seems like a long time coming, and and I think that what what is is something that I've been looking at, and you know, a lot of other people maybe part of the program, maybe not so much part of the program, or or I should say, talking in favor of the program versus talking object objectively versus subjectively about the program, have said that you know you know the way Michigan plays football, they they're gonna keep an eye on how how you know highly touted recruits at the wide receiver position, look at Michigan and, and, you know, um, obviously with, with a Marion Stewart here, um, that, that seems to be a false narrative. I think, I think that a Marion Stewart coming in or I Marion Stewart, however you want to say it coming in and, and committing to Michigan just gives you a little bit of peace of mind that wide receivers going forward, like I Marion Stewart aren't, aren't are going to look at Michigan and um you know they should for good reason i mean you have jaden davis coming in you do have jj mccarthy next year potentially so um i'm very happy with this this uh commitment me too i'm i'm really happy with this one too and, and this has kind of been how michigan under jim harbaugh has recruited the wide receiver position they haven't really gotten a ton of like really highly ranked guys Donovan Peoples Jones being really the only five-star offensive uh, skill yeah. player that they've had but other than that I mean it, you chalk up you know Tariq Black was a four-star Nico Collins was a four-star but like Ronnie Bell was hardly recruited at all Roman Wilson was like a low four-star very much in that same realm where Imarian Stewart is at he he was uh in the uh 2020 class was ranked 354 overall uh Cornelius Johnson was a top 200 player um but yeah I mean a lot of these guys that Michigan has recruited 
under Jim Harbaugh at the wide receiver position, they haven't been like mega recruits by any means, but they still put up really good production in college and then parlay that uh, into a long NFL career. Uh, like I, I certainly anticipate Ronnie Bell being in that category too moving forward. So yeah, really good pickup, really underrated addition in my opinion, because he's a guy that everyone kind of just chalked up as being a part of the class for like the longest time. So I feel like he could be one of those under the radar type recruits that once he comes to Ann Arbor and he turns it on, I mean, it, people are going to be like, man, I you know, shouldn't have overlooked him uh, on the recruiting trail. But yeah, f- solid player, four-star player all the way. Really good guy, and uh, yeah, really excited to see what he can do in Ann Arbor. Let's move ahead to the second player who committed to Michigan uh, since we have last recorded the podcast here. This one came Saturday afternoon from three-star running back Micah Capana. Hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, but uh, Capana, Capana, uh, something along those lines. He's five foot 11, 195 pounds, plays high school football at one of the premier high school programs out west bishop gorman high school in las vegas nevada he is ranked a 730 overall on the composite number 55 at the running back position and number four within the state of nevada he chose michigan over some other offers from the likes of nebraska oklahoma state arizona state utah washington state a a few other pretty solid programs mainly out west uh, had offered him. So Michigan being one of the lone big premier blue bloods uh, out this way on the East coast, uh, Eastern time zone uh, to, to really go after him uh, hard on the recruiting trail. And Mike Hart certainly uh, uh, made him a priority uh, in his recruitment. I actually spoke with Micah Capana uh, just a couple of days ago. Uh, I wrote up a story on mazebrew.com for that. You can go check it out right now. But he uh, says that he, he, Mike Hart was certainly one of the reasons why he wanted to commit to Michigan outside of all the academics. And, you know, you really get the best of both worlds with football and academics. But he has a very good relationship with Coach Hart. And that's just going to be uh, even better once he gets on campus and actually gets coached by Mike Hart. So yeah, he took an official visit to Michigan last weekend. Um really locked in that spot not long after that. So uh, kind of pushed Taylor Tatum, the other four-star running back target that Michigan was going after, uh, kind of out of the equation. So you got Jordan Marshall, four-star from Ohio. Now you have Micah Capana, this three-star from uh, Las Vegas. So uh, a very good one-two punch, uh, especially if you turn on the film. I don't think he's ranked properly at this point. And Tyler, uh, you, you know, you can throw your two cents in there as well. I, I certainly want to get your thoughts on uh, Micah Capana uh, with this recruitment, but I think there's certainly room to grow for him. And uh, I certainly don't expect him to finish the, uh, the cycle ranked 730 overall. I think it's kind of ridiculous. Once, once he, uh, uh, steps into the lead role this season as RB1 at Bishop Gorman. I think he was RB2 or RB3 last year and still put up over a thousand yards on just 70 carries, which is just mind blowing to me. Uh, but I, I certainly think he can uh, rise in the rankings uh, come this fall. What, what say you, Tyler? Right. That's absurd. I mean, and, and the one thing that I kind of look at, you know, he's from Nevada. That's not really one of the, you know, big uh, football producing school um, states. So if he was in a state like Texas or a state like California, you know, he certainly wouldn't be ranked 730th nationally, which again, 
but as you alluded to, it was kind of absurd. It's a good get for Michigan. I mean, you said, you know, Jordan Marshall already committed to Michigan. So um, it's kind of rounding out your, uh, your 2024 recruiting class already. Um, and, you know, the fact that you got him on campus last weekend and now he's already committed, I mean, that just goes to show you the the emphasis on recruiting and how good Michigan really is doing at closing these deals, um, you know, down the stretch here. And Mike Hart, you know, another big commitment. I think, you know, a lot of it has to do with the success at the running back position that Michigan has had, um, you know, going back to um, Hassan Haskins and, you know, obviously Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards, and, and, you know, hopefully going forward with some of these guys. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a great get for Michigan. The running back position is going to be important as long as Jim Harbaugh is the head coach at Michigan. And so you can never have enough depth. We saw that last year when Blake Corum went down. So again, this is this is a really strong get for Michigan. I really do think that he has a chance to be, you know, way higher than a three star when it's all said and done, you know, after he's, you know, started to play here at Michigan. So hundred percent. And you make a really good point about uh, injury and how depth is so important, especially at the running back position, it, just important across football, but really at the running back position, want to emphasize that too, because you, you kind of nailed it. I mean, Quorum went down late in the year, hit Donovan Edwards, not uh, been able to play the Ohio state game and, and the uh, big 10 championship. Who knows how, especially the Ohio state game, who knows how that one goes because Quorum was only able to take two carries before exiting that game. And we all saw the Illinois game when, when Blake Quorum went out and Donovan Edwards was not suited up for that game. They really had to rely on some of their uh, reserve backups to uh, uh, step in and make some clutch plays. And luckily they were able to, and I, I I'd certainly expect that to continue with, uh, Jordan Marshall and uh, Capana and uh, the true freshman this this upcoming season with Ben Hall and uh, Cole Cabana. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, depth is super duper important at the running back position. Can't emphasize that enough uh, moving forward. Uh, it certainly would expect this to be a good duo to pair up with the two uh, freshmen that they got coming in now. So they're really just uh, restocked and reloaded at the running back position moving forward. So we'll uh, round out this topic here and move on with the third and final commitment uh, that the Michigan Wolverines obtained. This one came on Monday from three-star edge rusher, Devin Baxter. He is listed at 6'6", 225, uh, hails from the state of Maryland at uh, Gwynn Park High School is where he plays football currently. He is ranked number 505 overall on the composite, 32 at the edge position, number 13 within his home state of Maryland. And uh, he got his offer uh, back in February from Michigan, and he took his first visit to Michigan this past weekend for his official visit. So really must have liked what he saw uh, on his one and only visit so far to Ann Arbor. Uh, but he had other offers from Penn State, Virginia Tech, Maryland, Tennessee, Rutgers, Virginia, Cincinnati, Minnesota, and a few others in there as well. He is the first edge rusher to join Michigan's 2024 class here. want to emphasize that uh, defensive athlete Mason Curtis he could very well play the edge position right now, but he is kind of a versatile, unique player. So uh, I would, I, I would kind of consider Devin Baxter to be the first uh, true edge in the class for the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, last season, uh, he put up uh, 48 total tackles, 21 tackles for loss, and two sacks 
uh, as a junior. Certainly expect a bump up in production as well as a senior, as you normally do uh, from ascending players in high school. So, Tyler, um, again, just another really solid addition. I know for a fact that Michigan certainly thinks Devin Baxter is going to outplay his ranking at 505 overall. He's a very long, lanky edge, kind of like what they've had over the last few years from the likes of Aiden Hutchinson and Mike Morris. Those guys were both 6'6 and above. Devin Baxter certainly uh, going to fill that at 6'6 as well. So uh, if they just keep uncovering diamonds in the rough on the recruiting trail, specifically at the edge position, uh, man, I, I, I find it hard to believe that five stars and highly regarded four stars probably wouldn't line up outside Schembechler Hall to suit up and play in Ann Arbor. But uh, a really interesting player here out of Devin Baxter. Want to get your thoughts on this one, too. Yeah, I think this one's interesting because, you know, you get another 6'6 edge guy. Um, you know, you, what sticks out is his size, obviously. Now, you know, you talk about, you know, three and four stars and, and even two stars that, you know, Michigan has brought in and turned into really good players. Um, that just goes to show you how good, how much, how important coaching is um, to, you know, you can have a bunch of five stars and if you don't have the coach to do, to, um you know, to have everything come together, you know, you still may not have a very good football team and that those players may not develop to where they should. So um, I think it's important to have depth, but it's also important to develop players as well. And I think that's kind of where in this case, you know, Devin Baxter as a three-star, um, you know, Michigan can bring him in and, you know, turn him into the next, um, you know, first round draft pick in the NFL draft. Cause it seems like that's what they're doing with a lot of these players. Um, you know, you mentioned David Ajabo and, and Aiden Hutchinson. Um, now Ajabo, I believe fell to the, the second round because of the injury, but you get the drift. Yeah. Yeah. He, he fell to the second round because of the injury, but with the edge production that they've had, I mean, even going back to the early days, of Jim Harbaugh. I mean, the edge position has just been one of the premier spots, especially on defense for, for Michigan. I mean, I, I won't even really talk about Rashawn Gary, but you talk about Chase Winovich, who was a three-star uh, athlete. He didn't, wasn't really, didn't really have a positional home uh, and, and then wound up being a, an NFL draft pick when it was all said and done. Ta- Taco Charlton and, you know, tons of guys along the edge at Michigan uh, during Jim Harbaugh's tenure. So, yeah, I mean, the production is super important, uh, a super important part of it. And just developing uh, these players that weren't super highly rated coming out of high school. Mike Morris wasn't a highly rated player either, but he wound up being a draft pick and was the Big Ten defensive lineman of the year this past year. So it just really goes to show that, you know, if if you're an edge and you want to go play college football and you get an offer from a team like Michigan, you, you got to at least listen for sure. Uh, so oh, absolutely. Yeah. Really good, really good pickup here. And uh, certainly excited to see uh, how his career progresses and where Michigan goes at the edge position moving forward. They've got several on the board and uh, certainly excited to see how all of this plays out. But that uh, that kind of wraps up our uh, uh, commitments, if you will, our Christmas for with commits. And there's plenty more where that came from in this class. So just stay tuned for more on that. But let's turn our attention quickly to a development in one of the premier cornerbacks in the class. And his name is Bryce West. He is uh, one of the top targets for Michigan 
at uh, the cornerback position, hails from uh, Glenville High School in Cleveland, Ohio, which, as if you follow recruiting, is uh, kind of Buckeye territory. It's very hard to find anti-Ohio State people down that way. But uh, he's listed at 5'11", 177 pounds, is uh, a top 50 player on the composite, number four cornerback overall, and the number one player within the state of Ohio. So he has already taken his official visit to Michigan this upcoming weekend. He has an official visit slated for Ohio state. He canceled his official to USC this past weekend. So this is firmly a Michigan versus Ohio state recruiting battle. We've seen a lot of these uh, in recent history, especially with kids within the state of Ohio. Most of them don't pan out Michigan's way, but maybe with this development, maybe we're kind of seeing uh, the tide turn in Michigan's favor. So there is a report from BuckeyeScoop.com earlier this week that said that Bryce West is potentially going to come back to Michigan on an unofficial visit this week before he takes that official visit to Ohio State. And a quote that uh, Buckeye Scoop had, from Bryce West is, uh, we are thinking of going back to Michigan this week. I really enjoyed everything at Michigan two weeks ago, and my family and I are talking about possibly going back up there for a day or two this week before I take my official visit to Ohio State. They have shown me a lot of love, and all the players seem really happy to be at Michigan. They are telling me they can possibly see me as a starter the first year, and they are very interested in me. It was great being around their players on my official. So that that is a very strong telling quote from Bryce West and a similar notion uh, from Sam Webb over at the Michigan insider. He kind of confirmed that there's a possibility of this happening. And that if so, it'll probably happen on Thursday of this week. So by the time this podcast comes out would be uh, tomorrow uh, is, is when this would happen. But uh, if it, Ends up being a two-day trip. It could potentially start today on Wednesday. So really interesting development here, Tyler. Uh, Bryce West has been viewed as a Buckeye lean for a very long time, hence the seven, the whopping seven crystal ball predictions in Ohio State's favor. Uh, and, And a lot of them coming from very credible recruiting experts within uh, that field from Alan True one of the best in the Midwest at 24-7, and Steve Wiltfong, who is the director of football recruiting at 24-7. So um, I'll say, uh, and I'll pass it to you by saying this, Tyler, is that if he does end up coming up on an unofficial visit, uh, I think this one is way closer than I initially thought, and I think it's way closer than the seven crystal balls for Ohio State indicate as well. Seems like he's uh, uh, really interested in Michigan at the very least because he's willing and uh, I guess able to uh, come up on an unofficial visit midweek before his Ohio State official. Um, so the fact that he gave those glowing quotes and the fact that he's uh, potentially going to come up for uh, a day or two uh, really speaks volumes to Michigan and Steve Klinkscale uh, not giving in uh, when it really seems like a, a very strong Ohio State lean here for Bryce West. So I'll I'll pass it to you with all that said, Tyler, uh, really pivotal a uh, couple days here coming up to see if this happens. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the biggest thing about this is is when have you ever seen and and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, when have you ever seen Michigan go into Ohio and get the number one recruited player in the state of Ohio? Oh man, I I I'd has it ever go, happened? I'd, I'd well, I'd have to go back and look. I know a guy named Charles Woodson was from Ohio. I don't know if he was number one back in the day. I. I didn't. I, I. I'm not up to speed on recruiting history as far as that goes. But yeah, I'll, I would have to go back and look. But I'm sure it has not been any time in recent history. If any, if anything, yeah, um, not not at all. If not at all, at least maybe once, um, and not a lot. <laughs> Let's put yeah. it that way. So, <laughs> sure. so it's something yeah. that doesn't happen very frequently. And and the fact that you know a school like Glenville, who has such big Ohio State ties and stuff like that, and you have a kid that is the number one rated player in the state of Ohio, and he's having second thoughts about, you know, his uh, his Ohio State visit by going to potentially coming to Michigan for a second time uh, on an unofficial visit just gives you everything you need to know about the rivalry that's going on here between Michigan and Ohio State and really just kind of goes back to what's transpired on the field the last two years. Um, Michigan's secondary has been better than Ohio State's secondary the last couple of years. So this is just this is just uh, proof in the pudding that if you win and you put a good product on the field, even people that have ties at Ohio State and schools like Georgia and Alabama, um, you know, will will consider you as a school to go to. Um, and that's just a credit to what Jim Harbaugh and his staff have been able to do. So, um, you know, the fact that you have a battle for, between Michigan and Ohio State for the number one player in Ohio and then potentially the number two player in Ohio and Aaron Scott, the um, the four-star cornerback out of Springfield, Ohio, I mean, that just goes to show you how far Michigan really has come in recruiting in the Midwest and in particular in the state of Ohio. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I was going to bring up Aaron Scott, too, if you didn't, because uh, these these recruitments are kind of on a similar trajectory here as far as you know it, it seemed like an Ohio State lean for so long now it's like Michigan has crept back up into the conversation as far as you know are they going to go to Ohio State are they going to go somewhere else it really seems like it's going to be either Michigan or Ohio State for both of those guys and it seemed like Aaron Scott had a really good time in Ann Arbor for his official this past weekend so uh you know we'll certainly see what happens with that? What happens with Bryce West? But I will say if, if he does make the unofficial visit this week, um, I'm going to be a lot more intrigued and uh, encouraged than I was previously because it really seemed like uh, this was Ohio State's uh, recruitment to lose. So uh, we'll certainly see how that one plays out. Very, keep a very close eye on that one. So let's uh, turn our attention to our, our final segment here of the podcast uh, for this week. A couple official visitors coming in to Ann Arbor for the final official visit weekend of the month of June. And this is really the last time that Michigan can host any recruits before the July dead period begins, uh, which goes from July 1st up until the final weekend of July. So I'd probably consider that uh, July 28th, that Friday, or perhaps July 29th. I'd have to look at the rule book, but 
Uh, that weekend is when the barbecue at the big house takes place. So this is really it as far as uh, official visit goes and and big weekends uh, for the next uh, four or five weeks, uh, give or take. So let's talk about two of the more uh, premium players coming in uh, to Ann Arbor this weekend. Let's start at the wide receiver position with Gatlin Bear, one of the top players uh, in the entire country at number 44 overall, number 10 at the receiver position, number one within the state of, oh, uh, I'm sorry, not Ohio. I've got Ohio on my mind. Number one player within the state of Idaho, uh, 6'2", 180 pounds, one of the fastest players uh, within the nation. He's already taken official visits to TCU and Oregon. So uh, this Michigan visit, this is going to be the last one that he gets uh, before he goes into decision mode and we'll, I mean, there's no timetable for his commitment, uh, but we'll certainly see if uh, Michigan is able to uh, uh, speed up the process here. So, uh, Tyler, uh, man, I mean, the wide receiver position, like we talked about earlier, um, you know, Michigan hasn't landed a ton of really highly regarded kids, but Gatlin Bear would certainly be uh, one of the best ones that they've landed on the recruiting trail. Um, I, I'd probably the second highest rated uh, right behind Donovan Peoples Jones when he was a five star. So, uh, like I said, really fast player. I, I guess the, really the only downside to him is that you can technically consider him a class of 2026 prospect because it sounds like he's going to go on a two year mission trip, uh, as a lot of. Uh, folks do out west uh, if you're from Utah or Idaho, etc. Um, uh, with the uh, uh, Mormon mission is what he's going to do for two years, and he'll be on campus in 2026. Very similar to what Andrew Gentry did, uh, the current offensive lineman on the team. So, uh, Tyler, I'll throw it to you uh, on Gatlin Bear and uh, uh, your thoughts on him, this recruitment, and uh, take us through um, uh, just your overall view of this one. Yeah, this would be a great get for Michigan, you know, on top of, um, you know, already landing, um, you know, a lot of the wide receivers that they've already landed, um, Amarian Stewart in particular, but, um, they're, they're, they're doing a good job on the recruiting trail. I mean, this is, this is, if you would have told me a year ago that they're looking at, you know, the number one player in the state of Idaho, but then the number 10 wide receiver, uh, in the country. And then also they landed a four star out of Chicago, you know, the number seven player in Illinois, the number 49 player overall at wide receiver, a position that, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, if obviously we follow Michigan very closely, um, the wide receivers aren't the most important part of the, the offense that Michigan runs. However, you know, as, as the season goes on, you do see that Michigan utilizes the wide receivers. So I think on, on a national level, people say, Oh no, Michigan just runs the football, but you know, when the proof is in the pudding and you have to win a football game, you need to put the ball in your quarterback's hands and in who's going to catch the ball, the wide receivers. So um, the fact that Michigan is getting a visit with him, uh, the number 10 wide receiver in the country, uh, that's just a great thing. A top 50 player overall. Um, the thing, you know, that that's interesting is you said he's going to be gone for th- uh, two years. So that's that's a little tough. So you won't have him until 2026. But um, I mean... Th- it would be a great get for Michigan. And, and you know what? I, I expect that Rodney Bellamy and uh, Jay Harbaugh are going to put their, you know, their balls as, as far as they can, you know, in his court to be able to, to land him. 
Yeah, I mean, those two guys have been recruiting him like hell uh, in this recruiting cycle. Jay Harbaugh being the area recruiter and Ron Bellamy being his uh, potential uh, position coach in Ann Arbor. But yeah, I mean, it it goes to show that you know they're not going to be afraid of recruiting highly regarded wide receivers just because, like you said, the national perspective of Michigan is run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. But uh, as we've talked about earlier in this podcast, guys like, Roman Wilson, Ronnie Bell, Cornelius Johnson, Nico Collins. I mean, we we have seen some really good wide receivers come through Ann Arbor during Jim Harbaugh's time. So, you know, if they really like this guy, Gatlin Bear, which I do too. I mean, you flip on the tape and he's just like a, a gazelle running on the football field. That's crazy. Um, and, and then you you see the videos on Twitter too of him running track and, and doing all this speed trial runs. It's just, it's madness. But uh, I guess the nice thing outside of the two-year thing is, I guess it doesn't count towards the scholarship this year. So you can kind of just bank it. Uh, for two years down the road and and just uh, wait and see how that develops. But but yeah, a really good player and uh, interested to see how this weekend goes for him. Also interested to see how it goes for Darian Mayo, who's going to be in town, the uh, four-star edge rusher from Olney, Maryland, listed at 6'7", 250 pounds, number 178 uh, on the composite overall, number 22 along the defensive line and number five, Within the state of Maryland, he's already taken official visits to Clemson, Ohio State, and USC. So this will be uh, his fourth official visit of the recruiting cycle. Michigan has been recruiting him like crazy and uh, for good reason. He is just uh, one of those athletic specimens that they tried to get last cycle from Collins Pong. Didn't work out. He flipped to Miami. Now they're trying to do the same out of Darian Mayo, one of the uh, freakishly athletic edge rushers in this 2024 recruiting cycle. So, yeah, I'm I'm really, really interested with uh, Gatlin Bear to see how that goes, but I'm equally as interested with this Darian Mayo trip to see how this one goes because this, this one's a tough one to gauge. Don't really see any clear-cut leader, but uh, Michigan does really well on their official visits, and uh, we'll just have to wait and see how it goes, but certainly wouldn't be surprised to see Michigan uh, come out as the leader after this official visit. So what uh, uh, what say you, Tyler, on uh, uh, this one with Darian Mayo? Yeah, I mean, another thing that sticks out, much like Devin Baxter, is, is Darian Mayo is huge. You know, 6'7", 250, he's a monster. Um, Michigan dipping into Maryland again to try and, you know, grab some players out of that great football state. Um, you know, this is another four-star player that, that Michigan continues to try and recruit. Um, you alluded to Michigan when they, when they do get official visits, they seem to close. Um, obviously, you know, there's no real telling of, of if they can close or not, but I mean, where there's a will, there's a way Mike Elston and Chris Partridge seem to be doing a good job with this recruitment. Uh, the fact that you're, you're getting, you know, a, a potential top 200 player, um, you know, in this recruiting cycle would be another big get for Michigan. Obviously, this paired with Devin Baxter would be, you know, two great edge players. And uh, this this would be a great get for Michigan. I really do believe that um, defense, obviously, the primarily the edge position is something that has been very important to uh, the, their success on the field. And uh, yeah, I, I, I would love this. I, I really would. Yeah. Yeah. Same, man. I mean, he's highly talented player at a position that Mike Elston's trying to get, it seems like at least four guys, if not more. So he would just be one of the uh, crown jewels of the class defensively 
uh, for the Wolverines. There's no question about it. So interested to see how all of these visits go, but those were the two that I really wanted to highlight and uh, really interested to see uh, if they're able to get any more commitments before the month of July rolls around. I know there are a few uh, commitments upcoming within the month of July, but uh, certainly wouldn't be surprised to see a couple more roll through and uh, give us some content to talk about on the podcast. But uh, that's all the time we got for today. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon and go follow Tyler at SealDog91. Go follow Fans First Sports Network on Twitter as well at Fans First SN. And uh, while you're at it, go uh, check out all of our recruiting content over at mazeandbrew.com as well. For Tyler Seeley, my name is Vaughn Lozon. We'll be back next week with another edition of Future Blue.